Welcome back to Goal Line Stuff, the show where we talk about anything and everything football related. I'm Alex Kyrkchev. And I'm Michael San Antonio. And boy, do we have a show for you today. So, Super Bowl weekend is coming up. Um, in spirit of that, I am wearing retro jersey, John Elway. You can see. Um, Good one. I'm not a big John Elway fan. I just want to disclaimer I got this at a garage sale, five bucks. Um, it was a great $5 jersey. And like I said, not a John Elway fan, but he did win two Super Bowls, is one of the, is a top 10 quarterback of all time. And so in spirit of the Super Bowl, I am wearing this because ultimately either Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford is going to win the Super Bowl after this weekend. What does that so, have to do with John Elway? Well, John Elway won two of them. So this is giving good luck to whoever wins. Someone's going to win anyway. I know, but that, that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke, Alex. It, it's a joke okay um but anyway um we have a lot planned for this episode a lot of good things before we get into the super bowl talk which we can't wait to talk about that um we have a couple things we want to go over first we're going to talk about the nfl award results um after that we're going to go over some coach hirings that went on in this last week and then after that we're going to talk about alvin Kamara and the situation with him a little bit and his potential, or not potential, his arrest. Um, so those are the things we're gonna talk about before we get into the Super Bowl. First, um, let's just start off with talking about these NFL awards results. Alex, you wanna start, you wanna list them off? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not really gonna go over this for a lot of time because nothing really monumental happened. Um, Aaron Rodgers won MVP, Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt won Defensive Player of the Year, Jamar Chase won Offensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons won Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Joe Burrow won Comeback Player of the Year with Mike Rabel as Coach of the Year. Now, and Whitworth, uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're expediting his patch so he could wear it in the Super Bowl in case that's his last game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those awards pretty predictable. Nothing really surprising. We kind of knew that was going to be the 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 winners all year, and you know. Congratulations to all of them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird seeing two Bengals in there, but both of them deserve it, obviously. Um, if if you told me before the season started that two Bengals would win, you know, end of the year awards, I would have been like, what are you talking about? But um, they both deserved it. And I think Rogers deserved that MVP award. You know, a lot of people are talking Brady maybe deserved it or maybe Cup even, but Rogers was the best quarterback and it's a quarterback heavy award. So I do think that Rogers deserved that award. Um, but other than that, you know, um, there's not much controversy. Like you said, um, everything was pretty much expected. And so um, I think they did a good job picking those awards. Um, next, let's get into some of the coach news. Um, a lot, three coaches uh, have been officially hired this week. And let's start off with your favorite one, Alex. My man, Mike McDaniel, got hired to be the new coach of the Miami Dolphins, which I do Well, I love the hire because I think any team that hires him is getting a great coach that has a ton of potential for offensive growth and growth as a leader, too. He seems to be really well liked among the players, and he is the engine for that running game in San Francisco. It obviously came from Mike Shanahan, who gave it to Kyle Shanahan, who gave it to Mike McDaniel, but... Mike McDaniel was the one calling the run plays. And so any team that gets him is going to be getting a huge infusion in the run game. Now, the problem with that is that Miami doesn't have any running backs worth anything. 
no disrespect to Miles Gaskin and the other dudes, but you know, they're replacement level at best. So he doesn't really have the personnel to be running the kind of scheme he wants to be. Well, Tua is a great RPO quarterback, but you know, he's also mediocre, I'd say. So he definitely has his work cut out for him, but I think that he will bring a really innovative offense to the Miami Dolphins. And definitely I'd look for them to be really good next year if they can get a couple of guys on that offense. Uh, it's also a great PR look for the Dolphins after getting sued by Brian Flores for racial discrimination. Well, the whole league did, but, you know, it was involved with Brian Flores because he was their coach. And for having Mike McDaniel as their new head coach, he's he identifies as multiracial. So that's a good look for them. Not to say that that's why they hired him, because I think that he was probably my top head coach that was on the market this year. But I, I just love the hire. Yeah, you pretty much covered everything that I wanted to say. I just want to say quickly that I do. I really like the hire and um, they will definitely go after a running back either in free agency or get one in like the third round, maybe in the draft, something like that. Because, yeah, they definitely do need to um, get that running game up a little bit. You know, Duke Johnson looked good at the end of the year, but he's not a running back who you can, you know, give 20 touches a game to. Um, But a lot of offensive talent on that team, even though they could still improve. And then on defense, they have a lot of young guys. Um, I love Javon Holland. Um, Jalen Phillips didn't have a very good year, or we didn't see much from him, but, you know, he still has a lot of potential. You know, there's Jerome Baker, there's Christian Wilkins. There's a lot of really good players. So um, he's going to definitely, definitely get a chance to um, take that team, you know, um, maybe to new heights if he could figure everything out. And I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do with that. I'll tell you what, I'm drafting Jalen Waddle in fantasy next year. Same. I'm, I think I'm looking to get him. To. I'm looking to get him. Everyone's going to try to get him. So he's going to be a huge part of that offense. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, Lovey Smith. You know, I thought this was a good hire. Um, not much. You know, I don't have much many thoughts on Lovey Smith, um, but I, I am glad that he got the job. And you know, we'll just see how, how he has to um, how he gets that team together. In general, um, I, I don't have many, much thoughts on it. Do you have anything else to say? Um, well, it's it's pretty good considering the other candidates for the job. I mean, yeah, when when your finalists include Jonathan Gannon and Josh McCown, yeah, anybody's pretty better much than both of look, them. Anybody's pretty much going to look better than them. Yeah, but besides that, it's a pretty uninteresting hire to me. I mean. He's a good defensive coach and all, but he wasn't really a great head coach with Tampa. And it's it's kind of just boring. There's worse hires. There's better hires. It's, it's okay to me. Just like the last hire. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have much to work with, but, you know, um, he's been in the league a while. See what he could do. It's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, never know. They're, they're just taking a shot with a guy that they like, and, you know, they'll see. Um, the third hiring is Dennis Allen, Saints defensive coordinator this year. Uh, the Saints had a great defense. So um, the fact that they chose him um, to promote him shows that they really trust him. Um, and I think this, you know, the Saints defense was much better than they should have been, at least on paper at the beginning of the year. They didn't look like they were going to be a top 10 defense per se. But they were, they were the year, number one run defense. Yeah, they, they were really Until good. they played the Eagles. Because <laughs> all we can do is run. We can't pass the ball, but... 
that that's for a different different time but Dennis Allen I like the hiring um I think the Saints are kind of screwed their future is screwed so um but at least they, they're getting a guy who they already know who they know is a good coach at least uh Saints defense will probably still look pretty good next year although um with Camara and with you know everything else going on um you know the situation is bleak so I think Dennis Allen is going to have to do a lot to get the Saints back to you know, a winning team, like, you know, their fans know them as, but um, I do like the hire. I, you know, I, I'm, it's not my favorite hire, but I do like it. And Dennis Allen, like I said, great defense. defense yeah, it's, it's a hire that I think will bring stability to a team that is severely lacking in stability right now. Like you said, you lost your, you lost your head coach, Sean Payton, who's been the head coach forever. Now you lost Drew Brees last year. You might lose Jameis Winston, who was your starter this year in free agency. You, you might lose Alvin Kamara, you know, legal issues pending. Michael Thomas looks unhappy, just like a certain new member of the Philadelphia 76ers was unhappy. James Harden, Sixers are winning it all this year. Never mind that. Yes, they are. Um, but Dennis Allen is definitely well-respected in the locker room, and he's proven to be a very good defensive coordinator. The Saints usually have a good defense. And it's – it's another one of those not as interesting hires, just like Lovey Smith, but it's a good hire, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, McDaniel, I think, is our both of our favorite hires out of the three. Whoa, and I know you whoa, said whoa, whoa. Why he's you, your favorite. Why are you taking credit for my opinion? No, I'm saying I agree with your opinion. I like him. His interviews are great. He's a he has a great football mind. I think he's gonna, you know, help the Dolphins. No, do no, better no, 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 because because when the hire happened and I texted you. This is by far my favorite hire. You said, no, you said you like Doug to Jacksonville better. No, no, no. This is my favorite out of the three. I'd still do I, like Doug to I, Jacksonville better. I, I want to make that very clear. Doug is my favorite hire this year. So far. But McDaniel's probably number two. I like it a lot. We'll see what he could do. Um, all of those hires are, are pretty good. I mean, I don't think any of those three teams are going to be great year one, maybe even year two, who knows, but um all those coaches know what they're doing, so we'll just have to see what happens. Um, well, that remains to be seen. I, I like all those coaches. So, anyway, um, l- let's deviate into that Alvin Kamara story, um, which is kind of sad. Um, the day before the Pro Bowl, um, Kamara and his group that he was with got into an altercation. They, pre- they pretty much jumped a guy. Yeah, and, I was going to say, don't – Yeah. An altercation? <laughs> they, they jumped a guy. And, yeah, I mean, he could be facing up to five years. Um, pictures came out, which are never a good thing in these sorts of situations. And the injuries are really bad. You know, we don't know much more about the situation. We just know, you know, what we got, like the, the basic details of it. But things like this are never good for players. Um, assault is never good. And Kamara is a key member of that Saints team, and he's one of the best running backs over the last five years. So losing him. That the NFL and the police knew about it, but let him play in the Pro Bowl before they arrested him. Yeah, that's not a good look either. Um, It's really not a good look, but you can't really expect more from the NFL. They always do stuff (laughs) like that. So, you know, that's just how it is. But um, it shouldn't be, but that's how it is. But yeah. that might be it for Kamara, honestly. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, um, like, I don't think you can say that before you know what's happening. No, but. that's what I'm saying. But, you know, there's a there's a chance at least that 
he may not play football ever again after this. Yeah. Who knows? We, we need to, we need to see more about the news. Um, we'll update you as we hear more about this, but it, it's something to mention because Kamara is a superstar. He's a unique talent. Yeah. And no matter what team he plays on, I think he would be one of the best players on the, on that team. And he's got made the pro bowl every single year. He's been a starter on the saints, even his rookie year when he started only half the year, pretty much he, he made the pro bowl. So yeah, um, that, that's pretty big news. Saints fans right, are holding their breath. Right after they extended him too. I know. That's, that's a rough situation for New Orleans. It is rough. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll update you as we hear more about that. Uh, just wanted to mention that because that's pretty big news. And I think we're ready to talk about the Super Bowl. You excited, Alex? Yeah. Um, we talked before about how there's so much Super Bowl news. Um there's so much, you know, things on social media. All the channels are just covering Super Bowl right now. That's all you're hearing. So we're going to try to make this as exciting and as different as possible because we know that a lot of the same, you know, talk and information is going around at every single sports outlet and channel that you could probably possibly find. So we want to try to make this a little bit more exciting. Uh, we're going to do our best. Uh, we're going to debate, you know, talk about everything that we can, you know, pretty, pretty much everything. But first, I think what we should talk about is how each team can win this game because you know we i think we could both agree i mean i don't want to take words out of your mouth but do you agree that the rams are the better team in this situation yeah on paper yeah. So, on paper so on paper the rams are the better team i think we both agree that with, with with that at least but i thought the chiefs were the better team on paper than the bengal's and we saw how that worked out last week so or not last week 2 weeks ago but anyway um this game really comes down to what each team could do to win. And I think that, you know, the, the, these are scenarios that we need to talk about because very likely a lot of the things that we might say in a minute could happen in the game. So first the Rams, um, in my opinion, for the Rams to win this game, I think it's going to come down a lot to their defensive play. Um, you know, we know that the Bengals have not, don't have a very good offensive line, uh, Donald and Von Miller are going to have to eat. Maybe Leonard Ford is going to have to eat, get to Joe Burrow, not let him scramble around and make great throws. Um, he's going to do it anyway. He's a great quarterback, but ultimately it comes down to, they're going to have to pressure Joe Burrow a lot and figure out how to stop Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow from getting plays off either from the ground or, you know, intermediate pass plays. Um, I do think that the Bengals are going to try a couple long pass plays you know, Chase Higgins, they have, they have a lot of uh, great threats on their team, but ultimately it's going to come down to stopping them in the trenches, winning the trench battle and getting sacks and getting tackles for loss. Um, and that's something that I think the Rams are going to be able to do, but that, that, that's the one thing that they need to do on defense. And then on offense for me, um, Matthew Stafford cannot put the ball in bad situations. We saw what he did against the, the Niners um, with that throw to Jaquaski Tart almost a pick, almost lost in the game. They're going to have to play it safe. And I think that's something that they're going to do. Um, Sean McVay doesn't want to lose another Super Bowl. And they're, they're going to play it safe here. I don't think they're going to do many, many big plays. They're going to try to run the ball with Akers, with Sony Michelle, um, get some slants, drag routes to Cup and Odell. Um, Higby's out, but, you know, they got a couple other uh, backup tight ends who are, are, are pretty fast. So maybe get them the ball in space. They may be open with the defenders, you know, preparing for cup and Odell so much, um, but just, you know, don't put the ball into bad situations. And if the Rams do both of those things, I think there's a good chance they win as long as they don't choke. Uh, there, there's, there's a good chance the Rams win. 
What's your take on the Rams? I just, I just want to know. I think that with the Rams, it's a lot more simplistic than you just made it out to be. The Rams, to me, are clearly the better team on paper. And for them to win, all they have to do is not beat themselves. The Rams, when they're on, are an incredible team. When Stafford is playing well and not doing anything stupid, the Rams' offense is unbelievable with Cooper Cup and a strong run game with Sony Michelle and Cam Akers. And the defense is the defensive line is murderous, especially with a, a weak Bengals offensive line like the one they have. Um, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald should be able to eat. And as long as they don't blow any coverages, Matt Stafford doesn't throw any boneheaded interceptions down the field like he tends to do. <laughs> as long as none of that happens, the, the, the Rams should win. I mean, it's that simple. But you also have to take into consideration that the Bengals defense has been incredible this playoffs and have been playing way above their talent level. Eli Apple, as, as up and down as he is, made some great plays against the Chiefs. He almost had a pick six that would have ended the game even earlier than it ended in overtime. And he, like, he just has that swagger. <laughs> it's, it may be a little unjustified sometimes, but Eli Apple will let you know that he's there. So, he will also get burned by Tyree Kill. Everyone gets burnt by Tyree Kill. Yeah, but he played awful in the first half. And in the second half, he, he made some great yeah. plays. So. But the, the Bengals' defense and the Bengals in general, they just have this confidence that I, I don't know how I can pick against them. Um, and so I'm going to go into how the Bengals can win the game. The Bengals can win the game by forcing Matt Stafford into mistakes, make him, like, not make him, rush him all the time. He won't he's bound to make a mistake eventually don't let the Rams run the ball and dictate the game with the run game and well then my next point would have been stop Cooper Cup which that's obviously not happening but try and limit Cooper Cup again not happening maybe try and limit everyone but Cooper Cup so honestly um I'm Cup is going to be heavily involved but I think there may be a chance that Odell is even more heavily involved you know, um, Stafford's going to try to get the ball to both of them. And I think Cup is going to be more heavily covered. At least, you know, they're going to try to cover him more because he's the better receiver right now. So um, I think I think Odell may have a chance to have a pretty big game, but we'll have to see. I mean, I'm with you there that they're going to focus in on Cup more, but teams have been doing that all year. That's the thing. I know, about but Cup. all year he's been going crazy. Teams are doubling him. Teams are making sure he doesn't get the ball, and he still does it. He's always no, he, he's open no matter how many ball. dudes are covering him. It's it's inevitable. Cooper Cup is getting the ball. and That's what I'm I saying. Actually think, getting, I think he's going to have like eight catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. I think but, that I think that yardage number is a little conservative. No, because I think Odell's going over 100. That's my opinion. And people may disagree with me, but this is the ultimate Odell – revenge story not against the Bengals against the entire league and everybody who doubted him over the last couple of years with all his injuries and everything this is his chance to to show that you know he's still that guy and get the ring that he's been waiting for his entire career because you know Cleveland and New York are not good places to to play football and you know win so <laughs> that's the truth yeah um but we'll see both of them are you know key players in that Rams offense so, yeah, I do agree with you there. For, for the Bengals to win, they're going to have to keep or try to keep Cooper Cup and Odell in check. And the only way to do that, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Cup and Odell themselves. Like you said, they're going to have to force Stafford to, to make bad passes. That's the, key. That's the key to beating the Rams at the end of the day. Um, 
that's one of the keys. The second key, in my opinion, is offensively. Um, I don't think the Bengals have much of a, I mean, they have a chance, but offensively, the Bengals have been have struggled all postseason to score touchdowns because yeah. the defenses have played great within that red zone. Um, Burrow always looks good. You know, he's looked good every game, but with inside the 20, they just haven't been able to convert those touchdowns. So there's going to be a lot of field goals from the Bengals if they get into that range. Um, but with the Rams defense being so good, it's really going to come down to the Bengals defense. And on offense, I think that the Bengals just need to, even if it's field goals, they need to score every drive because, you know, the Rams are going to, even if they are down in the first two quarters, we've seen that they make comebacks Um, when they're hot, they're hot. And it's the same thing with the Bengals, but I can't see a scenario where the Bengals just come out firing and score 30, 40 points this game. I I don't think it's going to happen with how good the Rams defense is. So they just need to score every drive, even if it's just a field goal, um, just start racking up points and just hope for the best, hope that their defense can hold and force Stafford to make these boneheaded mistakes that we know he's so prone to doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go as analytical as you just did, but to me, the actual key to the Bengals winning is to just keep playing with that same swagger and confidence that they've been playing with all year. This Bengals team, I see some parallels to that Eagles Super Bowl team from four years ago. People keep doubting them. They keep playing these great teams that are supposedly great teams. And they just, people keep saying, oh, they're going to lose this week. Oh, they're going to lose the next week. And I think that at this point, it just seems like inevitable that they're going to win. The same way with the Eagles that year, people kept saying they're going to lose this game. They're going to lose this game. Oh, oh, the the luck got it. The luck's got to end soon. And it just never happened. They played against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and won. So I think that the Bengals, if they can embrace that chip on your shoulder mentality and they're going to win, they want to win that first Super Bowl in franchise history. And I think that they just have that it factor as a team, the way they all play off of each other. And it doesn't feel as manufactured as the Rams, which is such a stupid and like nonsensical term not term but like thing to base my opinion off of but i it just seems like the Bengals are gonna win i know what you're saying they do have the it factor but that exact it factor is you know the super bowl is is an entirely different monster and a lot of times the team with that it factor completely collapses in the the nick Foles. We, we saw it in 2018. The Rams were the red-hot team in 2018. They looked like they were going to win the Super Bowl. The, the Patriots were not that team in 2018. Uh, they had a good defense. Obviously, the roster was good. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, but the Rams were the better team that year. The Rams did not have the, – the Rams were not rolling. They Todd Gurley was done by that season. Not It wasn't just about Todd Gurley. That team was rolling. They were the better team. And if you look at all their playoff matchups and the games leading up to that, they played very well in every single game. I mean, I know there were some questionable calls, stuff to get them in there mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe could have went a different way. Maybe they wouldn't have made it. Um, but at the same time, the Rams were scoring 25 plus points every game. They looked great on defense. Aaron Donald, 2018 was one of his best years. And that's saying something because each year he plays in incredible. Yeah, right. So, um, and they were that team, and then they scored three points in the Super Bowl and punted, what, 12 times? Something ridiculous like that. So Sean McVay um, outcoached himself that game. <laughs> he did. And also Belichick 
defensively, the Patriots played flawless that game. I mean, it wasn't fun to watch, but they played flawless that game. So, you know, that's something else we have to consider, the coaching advantage here. Jared Goff was a big factor in that game. There was the the one play where Brandon Cooks was wide open in in the back of the end zone, and Goff threw it a little bit late, and that was the big difference. That's true. Jared Goof is not a great quarterback. Um, Stafford's a much better upgrade, but at the same time, Stafford, like we said, he is prone to boneheaded throws occasionally. Let me put it to you this way. Stafford is at least five times better than Jared Goff. I agree. And same thing with Burrow. Burrow sometimes is prone to boneheaded mistakes. Recently, we haven't seen it. Under pressure, he's been great. But at the beginning of the season, you know, he sold that Chicago game where he threw through two or three picks in that game and lost. Um, the Bengals have been inconsistent throughout the season. Recently, they've been hot. I'm not going to lie. But these are things to consider. Um, what I was going to get to before you, before you uh, made your point was that, you know, we also have to consider the coaching advantage here. Um, like I like you said, um, Belichick versus McVay. I think McVay got outcoached that game. And it, he outcoached himself, too. But yeah. um, in this one, McVay versus Taylor, I don't think Taylor's the better coach at all. No, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, so McVay's gonna prepare like crazy. He's already been there. He knows what to expect. Um, I think that's a that's a big advantage that a lot of people aren't talking about. So there's just a lot of things to look at. Um, And to me, um, I'm gonna change the topic a little bit more. Just talk about the game in general. Um, These two teams. Are, are surprising that both of them made it. If you told me week 13 that both of these teams were going to make the Super Bowl, I would have laughed in your face. I would have laughed in your face because both of these teams are not the strongest out of their conference, at least for the majority of the season. I agree. Um, I, w- but- I don't think I would have been too shocked at the Rams making the Super Bowl because they're so talented. And I like it's easy to see a path for them making it if they all get hot. But that didn't happen. It's it was really a matter of every other team got cold in the playoffs, yeah, and, and the Rams kind of just like fell in. <laughs> the Rams got cold before the playoffs, and then figured everything yeah. out during the playoffs, right when they needed to. And the Bengals, the Bengals were like, "Come on!" Were inconsistent up and down, and then Week 14 hit. Joe Burrow turned into a a demigod. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Bengals have been like, what are they six or seven? Oh, they lost week 18. I'm pretty sure. That doesn't but, count, but, though. Yeah. Cause they weren't playing their starters, but other than that, they they've been on like a seven or eight game win streak and they look That's like one of the best teams in the league. So, you know, both teams got hot at the right moments. And even though I said, like I said, um, this wasn't the Super Bowl we were, you know, expecting throughout the season, but I'm on honestly pretty happy with the Super Bowl. Um, it honestly might not go the way that I think it will, but both of these teams are crafted in such a way that I think this is going to be a really exciting game no matter what. I think there's going to be big plays. I think it could be a shootout or it could not be a shootout, but even if it isn't a shootout, it's still going to be exciting with all the superstar talent. People say that that Rams-Patriots Super Bowl was the most boring Super Bowl ever, which maybe, like, it definitely was on the lower end, but... It was definitely still an interesting game. The way the way the defensive uh, coordinators, well, Belichick is their defensive coordinator essentially, but the defense that both teams were playing was amazing. I mean, it's still Tom Brady versus a top five offense in the league, and both teams just got shut down completely. Yep. So I think that, like you said, even if it's not a shootout, which 
I could see it not being a shootout. I could also definitely see it, see it being a shootout. I think no matter what, these teams are pretty evenly matched. Well, not pretty. Like, they'll give each other a fight is what I'm saying. And it should be interesting no matter how high scoring the game is. Now, this is a little weird of a question because you may think the answer is obvious, but I'm going to try to specify a little bit more. Who do you think is the X factor on each team? And before you answer that, I want to say uh, specifically the player who you think is going to make the difference in this game. Obviously, you could make the easy answer Burrow or Stafford or Donald, but I want you to zone in and really think about this. Which player do you think in their own role is going to take that team to the next level so that they maybe can win? So this am I not allowed to answer with a quarterback? You can answer with one of them. Yeah. Okay. No, well, you can't, Stafford but I'm is saying my obvious answer for the Rams. Uh, it's okay. the obvious answer for the Rams. The guy is just so like he he can be surgical sometimes. And then other times you'll be like, how is this dude a 10-year veteran? Or no, it's even more, it's like 13 years by now. But what anyway, like you see him play sometimes and you're like, this guy has never played a football game in his life. Like that throw, that throw against the, uh, the Niners that Jimmy Ward dropped, what was he looking at? He threw it directly into Jimmy Ward's hands. And that's not the first time he's done that this season. So if he can, if we see the Stafford that was in MVP conversations for the early part of this year show up on Sunday, I don't see the Rams losing. And as far as the Bengals go, that's a little tougher of an answer. I think that you might look towards Mike Hilton and if he can play the game of his life and limit Cooper cup a little bit in the slot, then that could heavily like rattle the night, the, the Rams offense to where they have to get a little more creative, which I don't doubt that Sean McVay can do that considering his pedigree as a head coach and offensive play caller. But I think that Mike Hilton could be very big this game. For me, Bengals, um, this is not obvious answer, but it kind of is an obvious answer. Jamar Chase is my X factor here. And you could argue Joe Burrow, obviously, for obvious reasons, Joe Burrow. But I want to say that I think if Jamar Chase can find ways to get open against Ramsey, if he can find ways to make big plays like he's been doing all year, you know, we saw him against Humphrey, who's an elite corner. He this completely torched he put up 200, 200, over 200 yards, 201 yards on Humphrey. Was it? And so he, nobody can guard him, you know, pretty much. And he, I think, is going to be the X factor for the Bengals. If the Bengals want to have a big play, it's going to be from Jamar Chase yep. or the defense. But Jamar Chase is pretty much their guy on offense. I don't think Mixon's going to be able to run much with how good that Rams D-line is. You know, Higgins is good, but Chase is at a different level. And ultimately, I think if Chase has a big game, I think the Bengals have a good chance at winning. If he doesn't, I think that the Bengals may not have such a good chance at winning. That, that's just what it comes down to. I, I know that sounds pretty basic, but Chase is really, in my opinion, what's going to fuel that offense. And he's been what has he, – he has fueled the offense these last five, six, seven weeks. So um, Jamar Chase for my Bengals. And then for the Rams, um, this is a little bit more of a, a reach here, but I think it's Von Miller. And, you know, you could look, How you could pick I Aaron Donald. Him earlier. Totally what? escaped my mind. I talked about Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd on the line yeah. and then forgot they had Von Miller. Like, Yeah. Um, <laughs> Von Miller's a little bit older. He's not quite the player he was when he won Super Bowl MVP. 
uh, against the Panthers when he strip sacked Cam and had that incredible game. But he's still a star, and he's still he's been playing great in Los Angeles. Um, he still looks like a, a really good defensive player. He's their third best defensive player, even at such an old age. And you know, Donald's obviously going to get through and get to Burrow. I mean, it's inevitable. He's the best defensive player in the league, but. Von Miller is going to have a lot of opportunities in this one with how bad that um, Bengals line is. He's been to the Super Bowl before. We know what he does in big moments. I think Von Miller is going to have a big impact on that defensive line, even if it doesn't show up as much as you think it is. Even if he doesn't force a fumble, he's going to create a lot of pressure. And either him or Donald is going to get through. But I think Von Miller, his presence is going to be what fuels that line and helps that line to get to Burrow and to stop that Bengals offense. And ultimately, I mean, I don't think there's any way to lock him up. So um, if he has a good game, I think that the Bengals offense is going to have a hard time playing well. And, you know, then in that case, the only way that the Bengals can win, in my opinion, is if their defense also plays well. So it's just going to be hard, in my opinion, to stop um, Vaughn and Aaron Donald. And I honestly could see Vaughn winning Super Bowl MVP. I know that's like kind of a hot take, but it could happen. It could happen. I know you're shaking your head. I, you know, I know it's probably going to go to a quarterback, but um, I know there's going to be a lot of defensive impact on this game. If he gets a strip sack in a key moment, or if he gets a couple sacks, which is very possible, they had nine sacks against Tennessee. There was nine I sacks. Think, I think that if a defensive player were to win the Super Bowl MVP, um, it wouldn't be for the Bengals in general. So. Speaking for the Rams, uh, I think Von Miller is the third most likely player to win it at, out of that entire defense. I think Donald Second. is clearly the most likely, and Donald is the most likely. But and then I, I think Von, you know, like I said, is he's a dark horse candidate. And I think with all the looks and the, all the people, they're going to be on Donald the whole game. No, I think. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. So you talk. You talk. If if a defensive player is winning the Super Bowl MVP. And so say they're giving it to a lineman because the, the line is what made the big impact on the game for the defense. And so that's what warrants a defensive player being selected. They're giving it to Donald. It won't, it won't be Von Miller if it's the line that made the difference. And then, so say that they won because the Bengals offense stagnated and they couldn't hit Jamar chase. Suddenly Jalen Ramsey is the big X factor that made the difference in the game. So I think Jalen Ramsey is more likely to win it than Von Miller. Von Miller needs to have like, a better game than he did against Denver or against Carolina, um, you know, six years ago to win this Super Bowl MVP. I, I, I don't think it's in the question. For Ramsey, it, it's just not going to happen because no, Ramsey, I don't think it is either. The only I way think I think Ramsey like, wins is if he gets a pick six or something like that to seal the game. Corners don't win Super Bowl MVP. If Ramsey yeah. has a great game, which he does almost every week, it won't show up because he just will lock Chase down and then that'll be like, oh, he played well but then it'll go to Stafford or Donald or whoever else had a good game. That That's just how it goes with lockdown corners like that. And yeah, you're right. Von Miller's going to have to have a really big game to win it, but I'm saying he has the opportunity to have a big game. I don't think he's going to win it necessarily. I don't have my money on him, nothing like that, but expect potentially a big game from him. He's in a, in a position right now, him and Donald, where whoever can get to Burrow, which is going to be one of them, has a shot at winning that Super Bowl MVP and has a shot at winning the game for their team. That That's just more so what I'm saying. Yeah. Out of the defenders, I still think Von Miller is the third most likely. And then 
for the Rams, I think Stafford is probably your most likely. Then we're yeah. looking at Cooper Cup. Then Seems we're looking like at Aaron Donald. On the Bengals. And then we're looking at Jalen Ramsey and then Bob Miller. For the Bengals, uh, obviously Joe Burrow. Um, next, you're probably looking at Jamar Chase. After that, it's kind of murky. I don't know that there's any one superstar on the uh, the Bengals besides those two that you can look at and be like Super Bowl MVP is likely. Um, I don't think that Trey Hendrickson will have a big enough game for that. Maybe Joe Mixon is who you would look at for your, your third most likely candidate, but even then I don't see that being so huge. Um, so I, I don't, it's not as easy as the Rams to pick someone. I think it's, it's between Burrow chase and my dark horse is McPherson. And it's because they kick so many <laughs> field goals. I know you're like, shaking uh, seriously, they kick so many field goals in a Dude, case I'm where the Rams, bigger. in a case where that defense shuts down the Rams, there's a chance McPherson's making the score five would have goals. to be like 18 to seven with all, all the Bengals points being field goals. For that to happen, which no, no there's a real scenario where the Rams get shut out and the Bengals just kick field goals. And that's if they win, I think that's one of the likely scenarios that they win. No. It could be a shootout, but I don't think that they're, they're going to win. No in way Evan McPherson wins Super Bowl MVP. I don't think so, but I'm saying who else is going to win it? Not yeah, Evan McPherson. T. Maybe T, but besides like in T that scenario T, that you just made, it's, it's a defender that's winning. No, because they don't have any defenders who I don't I think are gonna have huge games I mean their best defender is a safety their best defender is Jesse Bates he's not gonna do anything that's gonna pad up the the stat sheet to win Super Bowl MVP it's a kicker though Trey Hendrickson yeah he may get a sack or two but he probably won't and you know at the end of the day their defense is just like a bunch of good role players who play their part basically (laughs) who play their part I can't see anyone having a good enough performance to win win it especially against that Rams great offense but you never know there's been crazier things that have happened so after all this talk with Super Bowl MVP what's your pick for Super Bowl MVP final answer final answer you want to hear it I'm going generic I'm taking Matt Stafford and it's just because you know I I want to say something cool I want to say Von Miller like I said before I want to say Cooper Cup Odell Maybe, you know, Jalen Ramsey, something like that. But I think Stafford, if he has a decent game in the Rams, when he'll win it. That, that's just the nature of the award. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I got the Bengals winning because they're cold. So, naturally, my answer is obviously going to be Joe Shiesty. Joe Burrow <laughs> is going to go out there, play the game of his life, and win that Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals. And that super team that the Rams have built, I'm not very fond of them. I'm not very fond of some of their players, namely Matt Stafford, Odell. There. He's a giant. We, we don't like the Giants over here. And <laughs> that super team, that artificial super team, is not going to win this year. They're not going to reward that for it. They're not going to reward that philosophy of team building. This isn't the NBA. Um, that's, that's such a dumb statement I just made. <laughs> um, no, nah, but like I said, Bengals are winning it all. Joe Shiesty all the way. Super Bowl MVP. Okay. And what do you think the score is going to be if you think the Bengals are going to win? I, I want to know. What kind of game is this going to be, Alex? Tell it, us. For the Bengals to win, it's got to be a high-scoring affair. So I'm going to go with a 28-27 to 27 game. Wow. <laughs> what do you think it's going to come down to? A last-second touchdown or – 
I don't I think, think the Rams are going to get shut down. Touchdown. I think that the Bengals will get out to a lead. Mm-hmm. Well, not not get out to a lead. I think that it'll go Rams are up by a little, and then the Bengals kind of make a run and get a, maybe a 10-point lead, and then the the Rams almost come back. and But, you know, they can't make the full comeback, and the Bengals win. Although it would be poetic to see McPherson make another game-winning field goal. I, I can't say I wouldn't want that. Yeah, I, I just think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I have the Rams winning uh, 31 to 21. I think it'll be a good game, but I think the Rams will play better in the first quarter. They'll put up 14 points. Bengals will put up a field goal. And then the Bengals will come back a little bit, but Rams will pull away in the, the third quarter. And then I don't think it'll be as exciting as maybe some people think it will be in the end, but I think 31-21, some good moments. Uh, it'll be a pretty good Super Bowl at the end I'm of the day. That, that's my opinion. I'm with you there, but you got to keep in mind, the Rams have a penchant for playing poorly in the second half. And the I know. Bengals definitely have a penchant for playing well in the second half. Hey, man, I, it could happen. I've been against the Bengals all year, and they keep proving me wrong, and I keep looking like an idiot. So. Yeah, I said that about the Titans, and then they lost. I had the Bengals in that game, they, but they lost every other their, game. Their first playoff game. The Every second, other the second I flipped on the Titans, they they proved me right all year. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, the Titans are frauds. But the Bengals, that was the one game I was like, the Bengals are going to win this. And they did. I but picked them over the Chiefs. I picked them over the game I had them losing. The first Raiders I had them losing. In the regular season, I had them losing a lot. So, I mean, yeah, I'm just a hater. I'm wrong about everything. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, and when they win, if they win, I will admit that Joe Burrow is the greatest quarterback of all time. Jamar Chase is the greatest receiver of all time. Evan McPherson is the greatest kicker of all time. I was wrong. I love the Bengals. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But um, <laughs> interesting question. Um, I heard someone in my school today talk about what's going to happen and what Matt Stafford's legacy is going to look like if he wins the Super Bowl ring. So I think it's interesting if we talk quickly about Stafford and Burrow and some of these players. What do you think Stafford – Odell, you know, all of the Rams players, what do you think about their legacies? More specifically, let's talk about Stafford first. Well, Stafford is already universally loved and treated as this great quarterback that'll go down in history for some reason. Not by all people, especially not, not you. It will definitely not by me. Um, no, but, but talk, what do you think? I if feel you like a lot of ring. people have that opinion, and I just don't think it's that justified. Guy has never won anything, and – like, yeah, he played on the Lions and all, but I don't think... Not that... just and all, it's the Lions, dude. Come on. He's had three postseason runs, and the teams the teams that he played with were not good enough to be there. So, you know, you have to take that in mind when you should talk about him not winning. Game. What? They should have won that one playoff game against Dallas. They should have, but they didn't. And they were a worse team than Dallas. They, they should have won that game, but they weren't as good as Dallas in that situation. Anyway, but, but I'm just saying, when you talk like, about Stafford losing all that, in you know uh, Detroit, you have to just take into mind how bad that franchise was, you know. And, and, and then you look at his career numbers: fifty thousand passing yards, around three hundred twenty touchdowns to one hundred sixty picks. And he's numbers, still has numbers, whatever. Left. You're passing the ball the whole time. You're down the entire game. No, but he's gonna pass Ben Roethlisberger when he retires. He's gonna pass some other big names probably. So statistically, he's up there. Uh, Pro Bowls, he's not, but. He only has one Pro Bowl, doesn't have any really award recognition, although I will want to say that I think he was snubbed probably twice. I think he probably should have three Pro Bowls. 
just by the nature of how bad the Lions were all those years. Were, like what you started that sentence with the words. I thought you were about to say that he he should have two or three MVPs, but I was, I was no, no, you were an alien. Yeah, no, no way. But <laughs> you know, 2011, I think 2000. I don't know what other year, but there's a he has a couple years where he should have made the Pro Bowl, and just because of how bad the Lions were, he didn't make it. And if he were in the AFC instead of the NFC in those years, he would have made it. But I just want to get that out there quick before you continue your statement. Pro Bowls uh, are a popularity contest anyway. They are, but still, I mean, I'm just saying his legacy does stack up. It, it, his stats do. So if he wins, do you think? I know this is crazy, but do you think if he has a couple more good seasons, whatever you're about to say, Bowl, the answer is no. Hall of Fame? Stop. Stop. That was okay. even more ridiculous than what I thought you would say. What do you think I was going to say? I don't know, like top whatever all time. Oh, well, all time, I don't know. But Hall of Fame? I mean, stop it. <laughs> really? No shot. He'd have to I... win at least two Super Bowls. I don't know. I think, I think it's looking like he's going to have – uh, like this is a career like I don't I don't know how to say it like this is a career readjustment like this is him refinding himself as a quarterback this year is defining for his career if he wins this ring I think he's going to be with the Rams for another four or five years and if he can stack up a couple more Pro Bowls maybe an All-Pro um, maybe another Super Bowl after this and get his stats up it's very likely he could get in I mean, look, if Donovan McNabb isn't a Hall of Famer, there is no way in heck that Matt Stafford is. Donovan McNabb doesn't have 50,000-plus passing yards. Donovan McNabb made four championship games. Donovan McNabb doesn't have a lot of things. And but... never played with anyone. Donovan McNabb never played with anyone. That's not true. Eagles had some good players. Eagles had T.O. for one year. Yeah. One year. Whereas your like boy had Megatron for the majority of his career. That that's it. He had nothing else. And then <laughs> so we're, we're we're saying that that's it to a top five receiver of all time. No, but you can just say, oh, he had Megatron and like act like the Lions didn't have one of the worst defenses in the league every no single year he was a starter. Okay, Not to yeah, mention bad coaching. Defenses. That atrocious offensive line play that weakens your argument of how many yards and touchdowns he has because his defense is giving up points the whole time. So he's passing the whole game. No, I I understand. I think he has padded his stats a lot, but at the same time, he's played well. He's been hovering around that top 10 quarterback range for a while now throughout his career. And yeah, that's not enough to get you into the hall of fame, but add rings, add playoff success, add a couple great years. And you never know. I mean, there's worse quarterbacks who are in the Hall of Fame right now. I That's just that, end of the day. I think that for you to start talking about legacy with the Super Bowl, obviously getting a Super Bowl is going to be huge for his legacy. Mm-hmm. But it's also got to be in the way they win it. For Matt's, yeah. that, for, for this game to be like crucial to his legacy, if they win, it has to be on his back. He can't I agree. Be, he can't be a Tom Brady in that year where they beat the Rams. He can't be that quarterback that's just there for the ride. He has to be the one that's making the, the game deciding plays for them to win the Super Bowl. For him, I, I agree. For it to be that big to his legacy. At the same time, though, like there's a lot of quarterbacks who've had really awful Super Bowl wins, 
and fans seem seemingly forget about it and just you know give yeah. them all the credit for the rings. Peyton Manning, 2015. Yeah, that should know. have been my example. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, but um, I do agree with you there. At least in my eyes, if Stafford wants to get my like all-time stamp, he needs to play well in this game and win it for the Rams, and then he needs to have four or five elite level seasons pretty much for me to put him in the hall of fame. I don't think he's a hall of famer. I don't think he will be, but I think it's an interesting convo to have because it's I looking disagree. like the Rams are going to be good for a couple of years after this. So I know you think it's ridiculous, but you're a it Stafford is. hater. I, I don't think it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, it's not. It, it's not that Matt ridiculous. Stafford should not be in the same sentence as hall of fame. Unless you're saying Matt Stafford played with a hall of fame receiver for most of his career. <laughs> I, I disagree with you. I think Stafford, once he retires, will be a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't think he'll make it, but I think he will be a borderline Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah, and I mean, I'm a certified hater. So <laughs> at the same time, you have Weddle playing his last game ever in the league. You have you Whitworth playing his last game you don't ever. Think he's sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. They're not sticking around. You have Odell, who. Such, I mean, it's weird calling him an underdog, but it kind of is. I mean, he's had the last three years, he's been injured or he's had awful quarterback play or he hasn't looked good. Just nothing is stacked right for him after having three of some of the best seasons we've ever seen from a receiver to start out their career. Um, so this is a big moment for him too. It's a big moment for Cup, for McVay, for their personal narrative. And then at the same time, you know, we were talking all about the Rams. Let's look at the Bengals. Joe Burrow could be, either I think maybe the third or second youngest quarterback behind Brady and maybe Mahomes to win a Super Bowl, Jamar Chase, and that whole offense could cement their legacy as having an incredible team. They could be the first Bengals team to ever win a Super Bowl. As an Eagles fan, as Eagles fans, we know how big this moment is for the Bengals. So at, at the same time, we have to look at it from that, that standpoint. And um, a lot of people are hyping Joe Burrow up. If he wins this thing, if he puts the team on his back, if McPherson puts the team on his back, both of those guys are going to be running the AFC for the next decade. No, even if they don't get back to the Super Bowl again, you know, I, the Bengals are going to be that team if they the can. The Bengals you know. are not going to be running the AFC for the next ten years, no matter if they win this game or not. You're forgetting who played in that second round game. Those two teams are the ones running the AFC for the next ten years. The Bengals are going to be right there with them. The Bengals and are going to be right on their tail but they will not be on the same level as Buffalo with Allen and, and Kansas city with Mahomes. I don't know. I mean, one quarterback isn't enough to do everything. And yeah. as much as I love Mahomes and Allen, I just, I don't think with the way that the Bengals are playing this year, I think that the Bengals, you know, I mean, the, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I think you're underselling the Bengals a little bit. They've been really good. Lamar is definitely going to be a factor. He'll probably win the division some of the years, but the, the Bengals have a shot to make the Super Bowl again after this with all the young talent they have. They're just going to keep developing and getting better. Yes. So, um, yeah, legacies are on the line with, for, for this one, but whoever wins, I, I think, I mean, whoever wins, I'm excited as a non Rams or Bengals fan. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I'm personally rooting for Stafford and the Rams just because I picked them to win the Super Bowl before the season started. And like I've been saying, um, you know, I, I I think it'd be cool if Stafford could get a Super Bowl ring and if people yeah, could respect I, him a little bit more. But like you, because you're a hater, you're a hater, Alex. But I'll still be a hater even if he wins. 
if he if he is the reason why the Rams win, I want you to come on the podcast next week and be like, Matthew Stafford is the goat. I just want you to say it. I know it's not. I know how stupid that is. But if if that happens, if he's the reason why they win, you're saying that. Okay. Done. And if the Bengals win, I will come on here and I will praise Joe Burrow and Taylor and Mixon and That's not everyone. The same though, because you're not a Bengals hater. I, I've been against them all year. I'm against them in this game. I was against them against the Chiefs. I was against them against the Raiders. I thought they were going to go 4-13 and 13 this year. I thought Joe Burrow was going <laughs> right. to I thought Burrow was going to be disappoint. I thought Burrow was going to be a disappointment. Weren't they your team to disappoint in the beginning of the year? Um, yes. And, so, your, and your team that surprised expectations was the Giants. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. I had the Rams funny. in the Super Bowl. Uh, no, and no, winning. no. Let's let's talk no. about that. No, I think <laughs> no, it's not. Like I said, I if if they win, I will I will say Joe Burrow is the greatest quarterback of all time. I will do whatever. But if if the Rams win and it's because of Stafford, you need to say that. Promise? Do you, is that a deal? That's a bet. Okay. Speaking Good. of bets, before we end this off, we haven't talked about the most important thing for the Super Bowl. So. I'm proposing a $20 wager here. Um, what color is the Gatorade? Oh, I was not expecting this question. I got, all. I personally have purple. Purple? Purple Gatorade. I'm going to go with green. Okay. And if it's neither of those, then we, uh, what should we do instead? If it's neither, then I don't know. <laughs> what should we do? Then the backup is if Stafford is MVP, you win. Fair. And if and if he isn't, you're not winning. No, because then, then he could just keep pushing if it's neither. So I think that the tiebreaker should be if, if neither of us are right, then Stafford MVP is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. That's fair. I agree with that. Okay. All right. That's a deal. That's a deal. 20 right. bucks on the line. Deal. I'm going to win because I'm right always and you're wrong. And you're going to have to say that Stafford's the go next week. But besides the point, um, I'm really excited for the Super Bowl. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. We talked about a lot. It's going to be a good game. I'm sure you've heard a lot about the Super Bowl recently, but we brought you some good content. So you better be appreciative of us. And like I said, next week, you're going to be wrong and you're going to have to admit it to everybody. And then we're going to start some offseason talk, draft stuff, get into what we're really good at analyzing rookies, talking about off-season moves, strategy, everything. Um, but I, I this season has been crazy. Good at that. Yeah. Personally speaking for myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this season's been crazy. Crazy that the Super Bowl is right now, you know, in two days. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week. And go Rams.